Today on The Topping Show, Vivek drops out of the race as he endorses Donald Trump after John Tr Trump won the Iowa caucus. Bud Light Lions tweet as weak as the Detroit Lions themselves. FBI got fact-checked for celebrating MLK Day. Apple to discount the iPhone starting today in China. Hyundai to copy General Motors and offer similar EV discounts. And Drizzly Bear becomes extinct after the parent company Uber decides to shut it down. All of that much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice today. Guy says quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's a joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of January. So click that button, I greatly appreciate it. Now going over to the business part of the podcast, you have Apple to discount the iPhone in China starting today, the first time they are doing so in years. Now this comes to us thanks to a writer by the name of Emma Thorne over on LinkedIn, and they noted that they're discounting the new iPhones by as much as 501, or roughly, not translated rather, but roughly, what was it? Roughly exchange rate, kind of like a stock market, the exchange rate between foreign currencies fluctuates so dramatically. This very well may be outdated by the time this video is actually rendered and put on the internet, but nevertheless, it's around approximately 70 US dollars. Now, they're doing this as the China market has had a decrease in demand for iPhone Apple products, as the Chinese consumers are increasingly choosing their own home brand by the name of Huawei, which is a pretty good alternative for an ROI. And not like all Chinese products, but there are many people who notice that a lot of the same features are on Huawei as, as compared to Apple products. Let's just say they just kind of skip a lot of the research and development. They have other companies do that in many cases. And that's why their products can partially one of the reasons they're so much cheaper, more economical. Now, Huawei is famously headquartered in China and they were taking, taking really over taking out a whole internet infrastructure for many countries. A lot of people know Huawei for devices for their handhelds or cell phones. But also making a lot of telecommunications technologies as well. Think of the back end switching and networking. Now, the US government actually completely put a halt on Huawei sales in the US. Now, they actually used to have one of the US headquarters over in Plano, Texas, and they were growing pretty darn quick. Now, for obvious, or if you're not into cybersecurity, not obvious reasons, Huawei, they're partially, <laughs> excuse me, kicked out of the United States because they were basically just spyware. There's a lot of a lot of things hidden in there that made it easy for the, the government to the Chinese government to observe what you're doing, and the U.S. put a block on it, or rather, they would. Though not I apologize for rudimentary vernacular today, but they actually just banned all devices, especially on government devices. Now, China, in turn, they've done the same thing. They actually banned the use of Apple products by Chinese officials, and that was kind of the domino effect we've seen more and more of the Chinese market moving away from Apple products going over to Huawei. I don't think it's a coincidence that at the same time, China, they noticed that Apple is actually moving to manufacture iPhones in India, which is one of the fastest growing, bar none, I would say, one of the fastest growing markets on the planet. They have a lot of youthful people. When you look at the age demographics, there are a lot of increase in their wealth over there. And I apologize, I forget the Prime Minister of India, but one of the stipulations of doing business in that country is he wants to bolster manufacturing there. So in order to have an Apple iPhone store, and granted, they had third-party stores, but in order to have an Apple store, they had to have some manufacturers set up there. 
And that is in, in addition to the restrictions with the lockdowns of the pandemic that happened in China, Apple started to move away and started bolstering manufacturing in India. So I think there are a couple of reasons why we're seeing this big shift. Now, they also note that the iPhone sales in China are down as much as 30% year over year, which Tim Cook is probably sweating bullets because the iPhone is one of the most important products bar none when it comes to Apple. There's, interestingly enough, not a lot of people buying the traditional iMacs or what they used to make when I was a child. Oh, I think they killed the iPod altogether, so there goes that product line. But truth be told, you could easily debate their telecommunications company with the iPhone being one of their biggest successful products just knocked out of the park. And people will pay a lot of money for a little bit better camera, a little bit better processor. Some people say innovation died a couple years ago at Apple, but nevertheless, people still buy the products in droves on average. Now, it looks like the rare iPhone deal will run from January 18th from January 21st, beginning of the Lunar New Year shopping season. Now, Apple, they, <coughs> excuse me, they did note that Apple usually offers some price cuts for the holiday, but hasn't on new iPhones in years. So it'll be interesting to see. Great deal if you're in China or if they're living there, but it is, it's interesting. You usually don't see a lot of luxury brands discounting. I was gonna say for Apple, you'd certainly argue it's a luxury item. You definitely don't need it. It's definitely not a necessity, especially for the price points of the premium products. So as they're starting to lose control over one of the top most important markets on the planet, what's Tim Cook gonna do? Because I don't think you, I don't really think it's possible to beat Huawei on price. They can, they're getting a little bit more aggressive. I guess, you know, $70 discount is something, but I mean, you'll never beat a Chinese-based manufacturer when it comes to a price war. So let me know in the comments if you think this will help Apple's sales at all in China with that little price break. But I would say they definitely need to get creative because the outlook for that market right now for Apple isn't great. And don't get me wrong, they still have huge, fantastic sales. But still, one of the fastest, I mean, it's not good news. Let's just say, well, I was going to say, no, I'd still, I was about to say, thank gosh, I'm not an Apple investor, but I mean, over the long term, you're still killing it, if you, as a youth might say, as if you're one of those people who actually invested in Apple. But as I always say, time shall tell. Other interesting business news, you have Hyundai to copy General Motors and give up to $7,500 credit for EVs. Now, this comes as U.S. government has implemented more restrictions on which vehicles in the United States qualify for the federal tax credit. Now, there might be someone with a modicum of intelligence, the U.S. government, which I never thought I'd say on the show, but in terms of bolstering U.S. manufacturing and trying to be more independent, they have some new stipulations for EVs that say they have to have a certain components of the rare earth minerals, especially in lithium ion batteries, from either the United States or one of the allied countries. Now, this is, what, this is a big conundrum in the automotive community because one of the biggest countries on the planet for lithium mining and you know, processing is China. And when the United States abandoned Afghanistan, that is actually one of the largest mineral-rich resource areas on the planet. China, like the day after the U.S. abdicated from responsibility, well, debatably the responsibilities after they left, China swooped in and they started to make business deals. So China is heavily invested in mining in that country right now. So the U.S. government said, well, we're going to put some stipulations here. So now all these EV companies are scrambling because a lot of the vehicles, they don't qualify under the current credits. Uh, current credit allocation system. So in order to qualify, they are reworking the supply chain. They're going to try to get some allied resource-rich components, as well as manufacturing more in the United States. But as it's scrambling, these car companies are trying to think, well, how do we entice consumers to buy? Because a lot of people are buying EVs, not because they're reliable. They certainly aren't. 
Not because it's a good long-term investment. Hell no, it is not. It's the worst thing you can... It's akin to just throwing your money into a barrel of ironic... Maybe a barrel of oil... Uh, an oil barrel filled with oil gasoline. Something to that akin. Because again, it's like a smartphone. It'll go down in value. You can't repair it yourself. It's basically a monopoly for the repair. Right to repair is basically non-existent. And yeah, once the battery goes bad, that's you know, 10, 20, 30 grand for a battery. This was my little Honda Civic Si with three pedals, you know, manual transmission. The only transmission that should be on any automotive vehicle. If anything, heaven forbid, goes wrong, to my, wrong, wrong with my engine, which to statistically speaking is not very high because it's a Japanese engineering manufactured vehicle. But if anything were to happen, go get a replacement engine for, again, ICE engines or internal combustion engines at scrapyard or recycle plant, maybe a couple hundred bucks, a couple thousand bucks. Two to three thousand at the most. Actually, I should I should see how much it would be to do an engine swap for a type Civic Type R engine. But nevertheless, a lot more economical than replacing a whole battery, which is why I'm always pessimistic about the technology adoption rates and EVs. Now, it looks like General Motors is I think the first company to start bolstering these credits, where they're saying, hey, we know some of these vehicles no longer qualify with the current rules from the federal government. So since the feds aren't going to give you seventy five hundred dollars, we're going to give you a credit for that. Now <laughs> the issue is. The detriment of General Motors, one of them is they have a dealership network. So all their sales are indirect business models. So you don't buy anything from GM, you buy it from a GM authorized dealership. And dealerships are marking up these vehicles by thousands and thousands of dollars. So even if GM gives you a discount of $7,500, well, what if the dealership just marks it up by 10 grand? So at the end of the day, I'm not sure how much of an impact it will have on the actual end users, but the manufacturers are attempting to assist. Now, going to Hyundai, it looks like they're copying General Motors, going to be doing the same exact thing. They're going to also give up to $7,500 in, they call it in cash bonuses for electric vehicles in the U.S. because they want to keep their cars competitive with automakers qualifying for their tax credits under the hilariously ironically named Inflation Reduction Act, which caused more inflation and was pretty much terrible in every way. Good rule of thumb is whatever the government's telling you something is, usually it's the antithesis, it's the opposite. Hence the Patriot Act, which many would say is the most unpatriotic thing ever passed since really destroyed any semblance of privacy or freedom you really have. Now, they note Hyundai for specifically the vehicles that it will apply to include the Iconic 5, the Iconic 6, and the Kona Electric. And it, and it says the month-long incentive will last through t January 31st. And they say that Hyundai's EVs could not meet the requirements under the Clean Vehicle Tax Credit which aims to encourage domestic production of EVs and components. So interestingly enough, that's really not a lot of time. I don't think they're, I wouldn't, I'd be very impressed if they could pivot their resource allocation for the components in mere weeks. Now they also go on to say that quote, without any operational EV factory in the US, Hyundai is building an EV plant in Georgia that could start assembly as soon as, soon as the end of 2024. They also know that Hyundai and the affiliate Kia sold a total of 69,259 battery-powered vehicles in the U.S. in 2023. And they're the second biggest EV manufacturer behind Tesla, which is one of those fascinating things where, anecdotally speaking, I actually do know some people buying Hyundais, but if you just ask the average person, I don't think anyone would think they're a bleeding-edge EV manufacturer or they're such a, such a large scale, but they really are. They're pumping out these things in massive volumes. Now, it'll be interesting to see, again, how, how much does this really push the needle in terms of sales? I suppose they do have a sense of urgency in terms of this. They're not saying this promo will go on for months or years. It's only a couple of weeks that they're going to have this promo, apparently, which I was still astonished when I was looking at the actual dates 
So it'll give you an incentive to go purchase a vehicle Q1, and especially Jan well, obviously January, but then I guess it might be a good way to boost sales. Because again, a lot of businesses, Q4 is the best one. They usually struggle with Q4, or sorry, Q4 is the best one. Stop, reverse that. And they say, you know, how do we boost sales Q1 when most businesses and consumers are slowing down their sales until some of them get their tax credits or tax returns back. So it'd be interesting to see. Let me know in the comments. Did you realize or do you have any idea of how big EV manufacturer was for Hyundai? And would this compel you to buy their vehicle? Now, of course, keep in mind, it's an EV, so it'll depreciate like a brick and it doesn't have three pedals. It has an automatic transmission. But I'd be interested. Would you buy it? And how much of that impact would it have to have that $7,500 tax credit? Is that enough to push the needle for you? For you to still purchase it? Or is it still, I mean, a lot of people are concerned you can't depend on it as a daily driver. Well, let me know what you'd have to say. It'd be, as always, it'd be fascinating to hear, or more accurately, read what you have to say. Now, going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have a Bud Light Detroit Lions tweet as weak as the Detroit Lions themselves. This as they attempt to come back from their business plunder of the century, which ironically started April 1st, 2023, where they paid Dylan Mulvaney $185,000 to post like two pictures and a video of Dylan holding a promotional can with Dylan's face on it, which should surely be in some type of marketing or business museum because of the astronomical impact it had on the business. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars in sales gone and billions of stock, you could argue temporarily erased in terms of valuation before Bill Gates came in and bought, I believe, he bought at least, I believe it was $95 million of stock, just he himself. And other companies came in and bolstered the stock price so it's back up a little bit. But yeah, I think it's safe to say it's probably the business blunder of the century. Certainly worse than New Coke, which is a fiasco in and of itself. Now, Bud Light put this on their X account, or as fewer and fewer people are calling it on Twitter. And they had a text, and geez, Louise, not to brag, but I mean, yeah. I was about to say, even I get more likes than this, but I don't think that day has come yet. Perhaps in the future it will. Now, this is, they have a text before this little video, and I apologize if this is, I can't tell. It's always a little bit of issues with the camera, so I'll, I will subsequently be upgrading that, so I appreciate everyone's patience as I try to work on different soft or test and different softwares to increase the production of the show. But it's one of those things where every once in a while it just goes out of focus. For the life of me, I cannot understand why. And sometimes you just get lucky or not lucky. But if technology worked perfectly all the time, shoot, I wouldn't have a daily job. Now, again, going back to the actual post from Bud Light, they say, they have a little text before this guy. And it does have a picture. They say, quote, beers are cracking in Detroit, unquote. Which, I mean, presumably, yeah, probably, probably drink copious amounts of alcohol because they have to forget the fact that they live in Detroit. da do or whatever that little funny phrase is. It's one of the things where my family actually came from Detroit and needless to say they got out as soon as they could. And it's hilarious, as a child, I always ask my parents, why don't we go visit Detroit? And they laugh and go, yeah, this is not gonna happen. Because I was too young and naive to realize how deplorable and vacuous the state and the city had become. Though we did we did visit the state and go to the football, the sports balls games for the college stadiums. But yeah, let's just say the Detroit Lions are as successful as perhaps the Chicago Bears, as well as the Chicago and Detroit economies and politics. Now they say cracking, oh, beers are cracking in Detroit. Now, they say they're cracking them. Hilariously enough, they don't specify to say if people are drinking it or not. I, mm, debatable. And they have a gentleman holding a can of Bud Light very effeminately, 
Very awkward. It is hilariously awkward because he's holding the can by the very bottom in such an awkward way that you would only do if you're doing so that you can see the whole logo, which I understand it's a commercial and that's the intention, but it looks so hilariously awkward. To he holds the bottom one fourth of the can and it is a special Bud Light can. So again, I'm not sure how mentally vacuous people are in terms of they see sports ball logo must buy, which I, I joke about that now, but people are spending hundreds of dollars on a pink Stanley cup. So it probably does work, but it is a special Bud Light can where it has the Detroit Lions lion on it. Uh, I was going to say, maybe they took their inspiration from Wizard of Oz, a cowardly lion. I don't know. I just, let's just say I can't remember the last time the Lions won a game. Now, it looks like he's moderately happy or perhaps inebriated and he's pounding his chest with a fist. And I guess you can kind of see the Nike logo on his jacket. Now, in terms of statistics, these numbers are all written down 48 hours after. So the comments and everything, it had some time to brew, pun moderately intended. And even after all that time, they only got 14,900 views, which again, for a multi-billion dollar brand is nothing. Not to brag, but last week I did get 500 views on a video. Granted, I would always argue for the quality. The 500 views were the awesomest views and the best fans ever, obviously. And this post only got 146 likes, which is a good reminder to like this video. Now, it's not statistically likely to get more likes than the actual Bud Light post itself, but as a wise pilot once said, never tell me the odds. So go ahead and like the video if you have one-tenth or one-fifteenth of a second. It's, very low, it's a very low burden to do, but it makes all the difference, and I greatly appreciate it. Now, again... This got 146 likes, and maybe everyone's excited about the Bud Light brand. Maybe they love it, and they're going to all post pictures of themselves. Now, granted, this isn't one where they have the sweepstakes, where they try to bribe the consumers to try to win a case of Bud Light, which, ironically, is perhaps the best example of how someone could be a winner and a loser at the same time, since I, I still can't fathom anyone I know, or anyone really, who would actually be happy winning a case of Bud Light for the intended purpose of consuming the product. I think my most hilarious example I thought of thus far in terms of use cases you could do is if you're a hot air balloonist and instead of using sandbags as ballast, you could use a case of Bud Light. So when you get high and you're on the flight, if you want to go higher up in the air, you can cut off the case of Bud Light and fall to the ground. However, by falling to the ground, it could inadvertently hit someone in the head, which incidentally speaking would probably be less damaging to them than actually consuming the product and become inebriated or heaven forbid actually having to taste it. But nevertheless, let's down in the comments and find out. The first comment comes from Ingenious Firebrand, and they did a Photoshop, so it is the guy, and it's a really, it's, it's a really awkward smile in the picture. It's not as awkward as perhaps Ron DeSantis or Bill Mulvaney, although it might be up there, but they just Photoshopped a picture of the guy behind himself, so it's like a twin behind him. I'll let you, your imagination go wild with what he may or may not be doing, and that got 14 likes. Now, the other top comment comes from Drink Strohs which I suppose is a beer brand. They have a picture of Stroh's and it says American's Premium Brew Stroh's Light. They got 11 likes, so zero for zero Bud Light. That's not great. By the way, it's only got 32 comments, which not great for a multi-billion dollar brand. Third comment, let's see, maybe, maybe they'll turn things around. Probably not, let's go. Miguel Martos says, quote, after reading the experts agree that drinking Bud Light shrinks your screw. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to restart this quote. Cover your ears if you have the youth listening to this. Try to make this moderately family-friendly, but uh, this one is not, this comment is not so much, but I'll read it nevertheless. Miguel Martos says, quote, After reading that experts agree that drinking Bud Light shrinks your scrotum and in a serious cases 
users cut their dicks off. I decided it was a good idea to give up Bud Light. Now, that did get 11 likes as well. Derek Mesker responds, says, quote, and dicks and sacks are being tucked back. Woke, unquote. They got 12 likes. Brian McCarthy chimes in saying, quote, not Bud Light, unquote, getting eight likes. So that's zero for five, which I know schools in the United States are all-time low for test scores. I think the ACT test scores at 30-year low. Yet the teachers say they deserve more money, or the teachers' unions more accurately. Now, we'll do a little bit more. It's sad to say, but this may contribute more mathematical lessons in some public schools, though we know what they're teaching there. Zero out of five is also known as zero percent. That is not good. That is quite literally zero. But maybe they'll get one prize. Whoa, what's this? Scrolling down more. Someone, I don't see a laser sight on his head, so I assume this person is not being taken hostage or being forced to do this. And is a gentleman smiling and holding a bottle of Bud Light? He says, you're damn right, unquote. So one out of six comments were positive. Now this comes from Mr. Tony, and he used the hashtag all grit. And apparently used the emoji of the Detroit Lion. And it's a picture of him in a Lion's jersey sitting on a... Sitting on Grandma's couch. It's kind of like, like the old vintage one that has the cool floral design. Fun little throwback. And he's holding a bottle of Bud Light. Now, I can't but wonder, is this a Bud Light employee or just a diehard inebriated Lions fan? Let's not even find out. Mr. Tony has 1,223 followers. Joined in 2013. His profile picture is him wearing a blue jersey, presumably a Detroit Lions jersey. He has a profile picture, or the long profile picture, or the, what we call it, the background picture, is him with some lady in glasses. And he says he loves Kristen and MMA and everything rebuilding. Sports team hashtag Detroit has to offer. Fell in love on Twitter, drive careful. All cats are drive carefully. Sports team Detroit have to offer. That, well, I was going to say, what? I don't think Detroit offers more, really, any sports balls team. I remember my uncle talking about, I think it's the Tigers growing up. All I know is they don't have much trophies in Detroit. Not crime, though. Let's see. But I'm sure they'll, you know, change things around next year. Haha, <laughs> that's a joke, because statistically speaking, like Chicago, they won't. And going to his profile, it's... I'll be damned. It looks real, so he's not doing the BS thing where every post is a repost, trying to get gift cards or some knickknack you don't need in life, like a free cooler or something like that. Though, not, nothing, I mean, who wants a free cooler? Though a real cool company who gave away a free flamethrower with every IT purchase, like Top Technologies goes. Those guys over there are pretty cool, as I might say. Eh. So yeah, he's just a lot of sports balls on his Twitter or on his X account. This looks like a real positive Bud Light Tweet. I again, I think this has happened two or three times now. It's 2024. I should take a screenshot and print it to the mail it to the CIA op, or former CIA operative, now the CEO of Anheuser Busch and Bev. He might appreciate this. Put this in the corporate, like the break room at Anheuser Busch head, or as you say, the U.S. headquarters, so I could stare at it, and be like, "Oh my gosh, we have we have one fan. There is hope." Not a lot, but there's some. Now going over to scrolling down to other comments. C. Mills says, quote, not an apology, unquote, getting five likes. Ryan Laverse says, no one needs those jackets, unquote. I got one like, which, of course, no one needs a jacket. Every man needs a suit, obviously. Nevertheless, Peter Gaffner says, quote, piss waters beer, unquote. I got six likes. Now, I forget one of those cultural phenomenons every other month that sees like you can or cannot say a word. 
and I'm not attempting to be pejorative or viscerally mean or anything like that. So in this case, I guess I'll censor the word for sensitivity and I don't know. It's one of those words that I think you're only allowed to say it if you're part of the group, but that changes too. Now it's empowerment. But nevertheless, Steve Milsom has a gif with the word as well. And he says, quote, Bud Light, the beer for QU, the pejorative word for the homosexual community, which that got seven likes. Now, let's see here. Renee Rassau says, quote, not just Detroit, good and great game, unquote. I don't know about that. Ron Johnson says, quote, not Bud Translite, this beer is solely for people who don't know their sex, not even beer, it's trans beer, unquote. They got three likes. So the comment section is not not so good. We'll keep going down. Maybe there's one more real comment, or not. I should say one more positive comment that's real, because usually the comments that are neutral or positive are just people who want free stuff, and they, their whole profile is just free hashtag, what is that, BS1? The hashtag millions, all this other things, so you can just win random stuff if you just repost and tag people. Which, again, I don't know how little time you have in your life to do all that, or how much time you must have in your life to do all that. Let's see here. One or two more. Alex Matthews says, quote, We ain't drinking your beer. It tastes like ass. We're drinking my golden beer, unquote. They got four likes, though I don't know. I've never heard of a golden beer before. Now, Julia Broderick also says, Not an apology, unquote. Getting three likes. Let's see here. Bids1970 says, quote, that's more like warm piss, dry real beer, unquote, getting three likes. Let's see. Jailbreak77 says, no. And he has a picture, a juxtaposition picture of two pictures. One of Dil Mulvaney dressed up like an actor in Greece with a leather jacket and looking debatably masculine. And it says, before God like. And then... Just opposed to the right of that is Dil Mulvaney in a dress with girl hair, and it says after one sip, and that has six likes, and counting. Let's see here. We have something from Cross the Dog, and we get a big disclaimer saying the following media includes potentially sensitive context. Of course, we're gonna click that bonus button to see what it is, and it is a picture or photoshopped allegedly. Well, yeah, it is, but is a picture of Allison, what is it, Allison, not Allison Wonder, with the Wizard of Oz? I forget the actress from that film, but it's a picture of Dorothy with her face now covered up with a Photoshop picture of Dylan Mulvaney, whose awkward face, and then you have Biden behind Dylan, sniffing Dylan, and then all around the ground is bottles of the Pride Bud Light, which is the Bud Light aluminum bottle with the Pride colors painted on it. That got one like. That was, let's see here. Ooh, and of course, if you go back to the very top, you have to click that secret button because Bud Light themselves also did censor some things as they usually do. So you click the super secret button. Let's see. Yo, why Mao says, quote, no one wants your F hashtag G beer, unquote. They got two likes and I suppose is a, I guess they're trying to get the perception. Eh? Well, I guess they were trying to trick you into thinking it's a different word. But Bud Light saw right through that. Perhaps they're not as inebriated as we thought, and they censored that. We also have someone by the name of Adolf Schlickengruber, and they say F, pejorative F word, not the swear, but the pejorative slur. Um, you are the one who is defending F word, pig loser, unquote. That got no likes, but it did get four people who viewed it. Let's see here. And that's it. So as youth might say, Bud Light was ratioed, as always. And 
again, I don't see things turning around anytime soon. And especially using the Detroit Lions. Of, of all the sports balls teams you can use. And again, truth be told, I know very little about, about sports balls. I know the business behind many of them. And truth be told, we actually work with some of them. But I know enough to know that the Lions never win. And there's not a lot of cult following. Like, at least with the Bears, there are people who will love the Chicago Bears forever for reasons. I guess loyalty, some might say. Or they're just cursed being born there. Although, I was going to say, it's not like you can't escape that. Some people got out there as soon as they could. But there's a big culture of love around the Bears, even though they haven't won a game. Same with the Cowboys. The Cowboys is a pinnacle of a team that built a culture first and a brand first and kind of has a football team. I mean, for the Lions, does this inspire you to go out and buy Bud Light? And I... I just, I don't see this as a win. I mean, presumably someone's going to win the Super Bowl. I guess Bud Light might throw a lot of money at them, and then that might help with sales. But they chose one of the teams that has the worst record. I mean, for just just for the heck of it, let's look up this. Let's look up their trend right now. So Detroit Lions, what do you call it? Uh, oh my gosh, they won a game recently. I'll be danged. Let's see. Well, let's see. We call it schedule or win ratio. Oh yeah, win raw win loss record. Okay, let's see what they're at. So they did win some games. I'll be danged. They lost to the Bears. Really? Although that probably would have been a highly entertaining game of who's more inept. Kind of like some of the presidential nominees. Let's see here. What's their overall ranking though? Oh, geez. Let's see here. What's their standings? Could we just say not good? Let's see here. They have 570... Okay. As This comes from Wikipedia, so it has to be true. This is quote, As of the end of the 2023 regular season, the Lions have an all-time record of 591 wins and 707 losses. <laughs> wow. That's not great. When was the last time they won the, the, the Orange Bowl or the Super Bowl? It's not just regular bowl. It's super. It's not bigger. Let's see. Which, hilariously enough, was it the college one or the pro one? They named it as a parody because they thought the other organization was so ridiculous. They named it. I think the Super Bowl was the one where they thought it was so ridiculous. Colleges did that and named things after a bowl. Nevertheless, let's see here. Detroit, Super Bowl, last win. When did they win Super Bowl last? Since the 1957 championship, the franchise has only won two playoff games. One during a 1991 season and one during a 2023 season. Really? They are the only franchise operation operation for the entire Super Bowl not to or no. They are the only franchise operation for the entirety of the Super Bowl era not to appear in the Super Bowl. That's maybe even the Panthers have? That's almost impossibly bad. It's almost impressive how inept they are. Perhaps that's why they had the perfect match for a partnership with Bud Light. They have so much in common, I suppose. But in all reality, let me know. Does this inspire you to go out and enjoy a, well, not enjoy, perhaps tolerate is a better word, the taste of Bud Light and buy some beers? As always, be happy to hear what you have to say. Other interesting cultural news, you have the FBI fact check for celebrating MLK Day and going viral. Now, of course, that was a couple of days previous, and since then, it's gotten many more comments and likes. Now, this comes to us thanks to an account on the X Twitter account, that is by the name of End Wokeness, and they say, quote, the FBI community got nuked. So the FBI, 
originally tweeted. So they said, quote, This MLK Day, the FBI honors one of the most prominent leaders of the civil rights movement and reaffirms its commitment to Dr. King's legacy of fairness and equal justice for all. Now, I think an overwhelming majority of Americans would say MLK as a person and civil rights activist was, again, he did some amazing, phenomenal things. And obviously, I think many people celebrate that. As it's hilariously ironic because the FBI, while the background is morally backwards to say the least, and especially in this regard. Now, the readers added some context to this that made it hilarious. Now, the readers added context. So under that image of the tweet of the FBI saying, we celebrate this, the readers added context. The readers added context. says, quote, the FBI engaged in surveillance of King, attempted to discredit him, and used manipulation tactics to influence him to stop organizing. King's family believed the FBI was responsible for his death, unquote. And as a youth might say, this went very, very viral. It got 1.6 million views within the first 24 hours, as well as 46,000 likes. It's one of those things where, yeah, the FBI was actually, not only were they just keeping tags on him and watching him, they actually discrediting him, sending letters to his wife about his, what's a nice way of saying, I don't think there's a nice way of saying it's actually not a thing, about his extramarital affairs. And they actually sent letters and sent communications trying to convince MLK to kill himself. Yeah. So for them to pretend to celebrate MLK Day is, I guess, dark humor, hilariously ironic. And needless, needless to say, I was not alone in this assessment or, or even original in that assessment. Now, going to the comments section, one of the top ones comes from Last for Liberty, and they say LMFAO, the FBI, right then. And it is, I forget what TV show or sketch this is where you have the African-American actor shoot someone in the chair and turns around and go, why would I do that? And... He is, the shooter is called the FBI, they shoot MLK, and he turns around and goes, today we celebrate MLK, unquote. They got 1.3 thousand likes. Mitch the Goat 70 says, frame for your convenience, and they took the screenshot of the FBI, where you have the disclaimer for the readers adding context. Paul Seussbutt says, quote, the FBI has been involved with the illegal killings of many innocent Americans throughout U.S. history. Remember what happened to Waco. The FBI needs to be funded. There's no saving it. Unquote. That got 430 likes. Redway Press chimed in saying, quote, The FBI has been a political organization for years. I wish, I wish they would do their jobs and actually get criminals off the street instead of going after Trump and January 6th protesters. Follow if you agree. Unquote. That got 134 likes. Let's see here. Scrolling down. Branos says, quote, the FBI can't get anything right. And there's a picture of, what is this, a tornado in the background? And the tornado has four text. The four text behind it says pro-Palestine vandalism, pro-Palestine blockades, pro-Palestine threats, pro-Palestine th uh, trespassing. And the guy in an orange sweater mowing the lawn is named FBI. And he's mowing over a tree that says January 6th protesters. They got 196, or sorry, 186 likes. Let's see, you're scrolling down more and more. Let's see. Run Dumb Libs says, quote, The FBI, we've investigated ourselves, unquote. Also, the FBI, we've cleared ourselves of all wrongdoing, unquote. We got 401 likes. Let's see here. Sean, not many likes, but compelling, good, cool, vintage, or black and white picture of MLK got my attention. He says, quote, Ernest Weathers was a photographer known for the picture below. In 2012, it was revealed he was an FBI informant 
who spied on Dr. King, my uncle Ezekiel Bell, and my grandpa while they planned out the Memphis sanitation strike. He almost got my grandpa and great uncle killed, unquote. That got 18 likes. Do one or two more. Not Interestingly enough, I'm not seeing a lot of contrarian statements yet. Old Blue says, quote, why the FBI tries to have a social media presence is beyond me, unquote, getting 101 likes, which, yeah, it's kind of a funny thing in and of itself because there's supposed to be more of a secret organization. A hilarious thing on LinkedIn, if you go to the CIA page, they actually do have a page for the CIA, it tells you like the organization size, but there's no employees that work there because obviously, you know, they don't want other countries to know who works there and does anything. But it's kind of funny. If you look at any business, they'll usually say how many number of employees, general contact information, website. And if the employee tags their profile to the company, they'll show up on that profile page as well. And yeah, there's just nothing for the CIA. I think the FBI actually does have some. I mean, now my ADHD has to know. If I go to LinkedIn right now, what's the FBI look like? Or how many times can you say that before your YouTube channel is shut down? Let's see here. If you just say that. Dang, they're popular. They have 836,000 followers on the LinkedIn. Looks like they have 10,000 plus employees. 8,700 employees who have decided to align their profiles with the company, or more accurately, the government agency. So the FBI is much less secretive, actually, in terms of well, social media than the CIA. But nevertheless, we'll do one or two quick reads really quick here. Let's see. FloridaMan.eth with a orange emoji. He says, quote, the FBI is known to lie and hide important information from Americans. What happened to JFK, comma, during 9-11, during comma, and how many informants were present during January 6th, unquote, getting 88 likes. So a cultural phenomenon and fascinating to see how some government entities kind of just fall flat in their face when it comes to social media. Social media ain't easy, and they kind of prove that point time and time again. Let me know if you think this is hilarious or accurate when it comes to their being community noted on X, which is another fantastically hilarious thing in terms of that would never happen under the previous Twitter leadership. But now it's getting a lot more interesting. Now, going over to the political part of the podcast, earlier this week, Trump winning the 2024 Iowa caucus, his speech, and top comments. Now, to a couple of probably the top excerpt, I believe, and we'll play that in a New York minute. One of the top comments declaring the victory comes from Benny Johnson. And I was actually pretty astonished in terms of the breakdown. And again, it's a re the Republican nominee. So, again, I was going to say there's no Democrats on it, but they do have Nikki Haley on it. So, perhaps an asterisk or a disclaimer. Or community note would be appropriate to that previous statement that I just said. Now, Benny Johnson said, quote, Trump wins all 99 counties in Iowa, unquote, which is insane because you have Johnson County. And spoiler alert, I'm a proud Iowa Hawkeye. That's where the University of Iowa is, I was about to say headquarters, so I used to business speak. That's where they are located. That's where all the facilities are. That's where the staff is. It's the bluest part of the state. And with so many people who are democratically minded and so many people who are, there's a high congestion of that thought pattern in that area. I would have thought that would have been, of all the places, I would have thought Nikki Haley would have won that. Because again, she has a lot of similar top, similar philosophies and ideals of the Democrat party. She admits that, she actually proclaims that Hillary Clinton inspired her to get into politics and she respects her, which I should say for the record, I appreciate life and would never prematurely end it just so we're clear. But again, Trump even won Johnson County. 
which is astronomical. Now, in terms of the numerical breakdown, Trump came in at 50.9%, getting 53,000, <coughs> excuse me, 444 votes. In second place, you had Ron DeSantis at 21.3% and 22,395 votes. Nikki Haley came in at 19.1% at 20,024 votes. Vivek Ramaswamy came in at 8,000, or sorry, 7.7%, breaking down to 8,079 votes. And I don't know who this is, but Ryan Brinkley, he came in at 0.7%, getting 733 votes. And in terms of, again, this is originally posted on X Twitter by Benny Johnson. Spoiler, I might be a little biased, but spoiler, another awesome Hawkeye. And it got 3.9 million views and 50,000 likes in the first 24 hours of posting. So as youth might say, it went viral to say the least. And again, I'm astonished that he won every one of those counties. But again, you're looking at the amount of, I believe it was like about $100 million between Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis that were spent in the campaign, which also shows, just goes to show you how much money is in politics. It's astonishing how much they spend, especially on legacy technologies like television. But nevertheless, they spend a lot of money on advertising dollars. And truth be told, I'm actually a little surprised that Vivek, I, granted, I'm, oh, I was about to say I'm not a gambling man. Some might argue the biggest gamble in life is gambling yourself and starting a business, but nevertheless, I'm not a traditional gambling man when it comes to placing bets. But if I were to place a bet, I would have thought it would go to, I would have thought Vivek would get second or third place. I didn't think you'd come in at four because, I mean, look at how much time Vivek spent in Iowa. He visited, I think he did, what was it? There's a, an infographic a couple of days ago where not only a couple of candidates, they all, many of them did hit up all of the counties. But you look at Vivek and how many events he did in Iowa, it was in the hundreds. It was an astonishing amount of resource allocation and putting him physically in the state. And, I mean, unfortunately, he only got 7.7%. And spoiler alert, he ended up dropping out. But yeah, I think the main issue with Vivek is a lot of people who supported him, the people who would have voted for him, they voted for Trump. Because again, Vivek and Trump have been overall pretty non-confrontational with each other. And I think they overlap in terms of a lot of the user base and fan base and people who would vote for them. Now, going to the comments section down here, see here. Well, the top one comes from Ultra Trumpian. Now, I wouldn't give this person an A-plus marketing because, again, we do not have a, a red hat, which is a signature of the Trump campaign. Though, not to say I'm a brilliant marketing genius, but I think it'd be kind of funny and moderately brilliant if Trump came out with an orange hat. Because last time it was a red hat, and I think there's a lot less favorites. I don't think a lot of people like the Republican Party. They're much more interested in third-party options these days. And, I mean, truth be told, Ron McDonald is probably one of the leader of the RNC, the Republican National Committee, perhaps one of the most mentally vacuous people on the planet in terms of her track record and continuing to lose and lose and lose. It'd be kind of interesting if Trump were to, again, he gets a Republican nominee, but almost kind of pseudo-campaigns as more of an independent, the Orange Party, some might say. I mean, I can't help but think that might be a good way to sell a lot of hats. I mean, think about it. People already have red hats. Why not orange hats? Some might say you want to collect them all, like the Pokemon, or as you might call it, Pokemon. But nevertheless, Ultra Trumpian says, quote, Iowa is a diverse state. Winning every county is no small accomplishment. It's actually quite a big effing deal. Unquote. They got 1.9 thousand likes. And yes, Iowa is a pretty diverse state. Now, in terms of the business landscape, they have, I mean, realistically, they have agricultural, university. Walmart is actually one of the top employers. You have hy V. And they have the defense industry. So, I mean, not really business diverse, but people, yes. 
Continuing to scroll down, we have someone by the name of Jesus Insights saying, quote, I speak for all Americans when I say God bless real Donald Trump, getting 837 likes. Sylvester Cream says, quote, until that Haley 3 a.m. ballot drop, unquote, getting 359 likes. CMM, corrupt, corrupt mainstream media, unquote. They say MSM reporting tomorrow, Trump barely wins Iowa. Nikki Haley will likely be the nominee for the Republican Party, unquote, getting 499 likes. Clandestine says, quote, is that good, unquote, getting 159 likes. Louis Rees says, quote, the people of Iowa are fed up with Biden, unquote, getting 79 likes, which, again, this is a vote for the Republican nominee. You could debate that Nikki Haley is basically a Democrat, so if all, yeah, let's just say I'll be interested to see how the vote comes with the general election, how that breaks down. Let's see. Tommy Egan, perhaps is early to the game, he says, think he lost Johnson by one vote, unquote, getting 70 likes, but subsequently he won it. See here. Rosa Velez says, quote, Vivek should be second. Incredible. Getting 83 likes. Overwhelming support. And we'll go ahead and let's see here. Go ahead and go to Trump's speech really quick here. Let's see here. This comes to us thanks to the Washington Post. This is on YouTube. And without too much further ado. importantly we want to thank the great people of iowa thank you we love you all what a turnout what a crowd and i really think this is time now for everybody our country to come together we want to come together uh, whether it's republican or democrat or liberal or conservative it would be so nice if we could come together and straighten out the world and straighten out the problems and straighten out all of the death and destruction that we're witnessing. That's practically never been like this. It's uh, just so important. And I want to make that a very big part of our message. We're going to come together. It's going to happen soon, too. It's going to happen soon. So it's now off to New Hampshire, a great place. We won it last time. And uh, we won it both times. And uh, we love it. The people are great. But you know, the truth is, the people in our country are great. They're all great. So we love Iowa, but they're all great. They only want to see one thing. They want our country to come back. They're embarrassed by what's going on. Our country is laughed at. All over the world, they're laughing at us. And they want our country to come back. They want America. You know, they want us to be great again. It's a very simple MAGA, make America great again. And America first. America first is a very important part of America. So it'll be interesting to see, because again, in order for a campaign to be successful, you need one or two catchy phrases. I mean, all the all the most successful politicians had it, including, yes, Trump, obviously. It'll be interesting to see, does he stick to that rhetoric that he used last time? Because again, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't win in 2020. And he used, I think he needs to maybe, maybe he needs a new, not an analogy, but a new catchphrase, so to say. Because again, in 2016, the messaging worked brilliantly. He won despite all the odds. That message resonated a lot of people. It was very concise. Let me know in the comments. Do you think he needs some new messaging? Do you think he needs to double down? Do you think he needs a orange hat instead of a red hat? Which again would be just for the marketing alone would be kind of interesting. And interestingly enough, he also did commend all the other Republican nominees. So he actually gave accolades to Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, Vivek. Chris Christie already dropped out, but they're less. He actually gave accolades to them in other, or later parts of his speech as well. So I think it definitely shows a shift in his mentality. I think he's starting to 
think more and more of the general election. I think he sees the writing on the wall. Statistically speaking, he's still far ahead in the poll aggregator. And just for just for fun, we'll pull up really quick right here. And again, this comes from projects.538.com, and it's a average of polls. And again, it's by no means perfect. We're working with what little data we have. The average poll, I think, is between like 400 and 4,000 registered voters. So the sample sizes aren't great. But Trump is at an all-time high as of this recording. He's at 63.1% for the Republican nominee. Now, that actually, bad news for DeSantis, he's down. So Trump's at all-time high, 63.1%, which, again, in terms of marketing, he's doing great. Because he started a year ago, he was specifically, or approximately, at 45.9%. Despite all the odds, he's already up to 63 point. Quite the opposite. DeSantis started around 30, 36%. So DeSantis started relatively strong, and he proceeded to shoot himself in the high heel boot with a 50 caliber. And he's now down to 11.6%. Terrible marketing. I Perhaps up there with Bud Light, which again, DeSantis, he started with a pretty good product, or in this case, a politician that made people like, great policies, and yet. The messaging just wasn't there, and it just continues to crash and burn. So now DeSantis is down to 11.6%. Nikki Haley is passing him down the poll aggregator. She is at 11.9%. And Asa Hutchinson somehow still running, though I guess keeping North Dakota on the map and in our, in our minds. And he is at 1%. So he's sticking in the race for reasons. So it'll be interesting to see. Let me know in the comments. Do you think, again, with all the data we have, I think most likely he's going to be the Republican nominee. Do you think he needs some new catches phrases, new hats? What does he What does he need to do differently this time compared to 2020 that will actually help him even more? Because, again, there are a lot of people who will vote for him no matter what. There are a lot of people who will vote for Biden no matter what if Biden is actually going to be running. So, as always, be interesting to hear or more accurately read what you have to say. Other interesting political news, you have Vivek Ramaswamy dropping out and endorsing Donald Trump. Now, this comes to thanks to Vivek's personal, I was about to say LinkedIn, because I'm so used to using that social media account, his personal ex-Twitter account, and statistics were all written down, again, I know it's a couple days later, but he wrote them down 24 hours after, and Vivek said, quote, This entire campaign is about speaking the truth. We did not achieve our goal tonight, and we need an America first patriot in the White House. The people spoke clear, loud and clear about who they want. Tonight, I'm suspending my campaign and endorsing Donald J. Trump and will do everything I can to make sure he is the next U.S. president. I'm enormously proud of this team, this movement, and our country, unquote. And they got 11.2 million likes. Sorry, stop. Reverse that. I was going to say, kudos if you remember what movie I'm referencing. Now, he got 11.2 million views, 191,000 likes which is the most he's gotten in about, I think we've been covering him for about a year now, give or, excuse me, give or take, one of his most positive, most well-received posts. And I suspect many of the comments will give him accolades, and I'm sure everyone is interested to hear what's going to be the next chapter of his career. A lot of people suspecting maybe he'll be VP. There's a lot of speculation. We'll see what that happens at the end of the day. But I think there's going to be overwhelming positive responses Granted, I'm sure there's one or two contrarian statements, but let's down in the comments and find out. One of the first most positive comments comes from Colin Rugg, though, spoiler alert, he's not in fact standing on a rug or even a picture of a rug, it's just a guy. 
Also, it's ridiculous that someone being called pizza or topping. Oh, wait. Nevertheless, this alleged Colin Rugg says, quote, good race with a good message. You have a bright future ahead, unquote. I got 9.2 thousand likes, which is one, I think, the top one. Now, interestingly enough, this isn't the, I don't know if this, it must be in order by a mixture of time and likes, because the second statement isn't the most liked one, but it is a contrarian statement, so it gives us a little bit of information, or rather gives us an additional perspective. Now, this comes from Luke Zaliski, who's politically a leftist. We see him consistently on Vivek and DeSantis's social media, giving some contrarian statements. If you go to his profile, it's very obvious or clear what his political affiliation is. And he says, quote, The truth is Trump is a lifelong fraud who took office in 2016 with Russian interference, lied about it, acted like a Putin asset, lost re-election, continued it as asked to do by Russia in 2016, and in and now he's ruling the GOP in exile, just as Putin would want. Unquote. Now, there's not much of a modicum of intelligence in that post. Nevertheless, specifically, 390 people agreed with that statement. Now, we know, thanks to a little bit of investigation research, that the Russian collusion was debunked. And hilariously enough, I mean, just think anecdotally, I mean, just look at the evidence. The one time Putin did not expand his footprint geopolitically by debatably taking countries back or invading them, depending on what reactor you choose, the only time it didn't expand was when Trump was in office. Expanded when Obama was in office and when Biden was in office. And I believe if you wind back the clock even further, I believe when Bush is in office, I'd have to dust off one of my history books to recall that specific uh, note. But that was when Trump was in office. That's one time they didn't really exponentially increase. So a little bit of food for thought, or I guess in Russia, more vodka for thought. Truth be told, well, they have some interesting dishes, I suppose. Nevertheless, going back to the comments... Marjorie Taylor Greene press release parody account says, quote, This is the way. I'm excited to see your campaign for Donald Trump. We have a country to save, unquote. They got 13,000 likes. Ian Miles Chong says, quote, You ran a clean race. Hope you stick around. Your voice is important, unquote. They got 23,000 likes. Paul DeZuspa, who is a consistent, I think, politically you say he's more on the right aisle. He's, again, a consistent poster on a lot of these political tweets or posts, whatever you want to call them. He says, quote, well done, Vivek. Thank you for doing the right thing here and what's best for America. You've always separated yourself from the other non-Trump candidates in a good way. Your addition to Trump's campaign will hopefully land you in his administration as well. well Godspeed. Salute emoji, American flag emoji, unquote. And that specifically got 7.2 thousand likes. Let's see here. This one has, and this actually has, well, we'll do a little bit of clip of Vivek really quick. So this comes from Sir Majesty, and they say, quote, Thank Vivek for doing the right thing. And I believe this is Vivek's endorsement video. Let me do that. And I'm also making the decision that this has to be an America First candidate in that White House. As I've said since the beginning, there are two America First candidates in this race. And earlier tonight, I called Donald Trump to tell him that I... Congratulate him on his victory, and now going forward, he will have my full endorsement for the presidency, and I think we're going to do the right thing for this country. And that got 8.6 thousand likes. We'll do one or two more. Interesting enough, again, I'm not seeing any other contrarian statements yet. Terrence Williams says, quote, well done. Thank you for endorsing President Trump. It's time to take this country back and evict the that resident from the White House, unquote. 
I got 10,000 likes. News Nomad with, I don't even know if you do this, News Nomad has a newspaper as an emoji, which, truth be told, might, might age me quite a bit. You see, back in the day, we got our news on things made out of paper, which comes from trees, and you would get it every day, and you read this paper as a fascinating thing. I recommend Wikipedia for more research. Truth be told, I kind of miss that a little bit. Nevertheless, News Nomad says, quote, since when does, well, grammar aside, I'm going to read it exactly as he wrote it, quote, since when does politics make a person even better? It seems to have happened here. Your hustle and double grassly, the full Vivek, will go down in history. Thank you for listening to everyday Americans and make them feel like they are the most important person in the world, unquote. They got 1.4 thousand likes. Patrick Webb says, quote, Vivek is the biggest winner following the Iowa caucus. Now the MAGA crowd doesn't view him as a threat. At hashtag Vivek Ramaswamy ran the best campaign by far without making petty attacks on competitors. You've got a bright future and should keep your head up, unquote. That got 3.5 thousand likes. Now, even more viral, Dr. Kiki Akula says, quote, If you get experience under the Trump administration, you'll have a 2028 lock-in, unquote. That got 9,000 likes. We have a, actually have someone post a clip of Trump. I believe this is Trump giving kudos to Vivek. World, or, uh, World Updates says, quote, Trump congratulates Vivek Ramaswamy. Again, I'm not a doctor. However, if you click the subscribe button, it may very well assist in my speaking ineptitudes with my stuttering and speaking too fast. I'm just saying, look at the first couple episodes where we had very few subscribers. I stumbled a lot more. Debatably, I've improved by a modicum. But as we got more subscribers, it's gotten a little bit better at the speech. So, can't help but think, if you click that button, it might just help a little bit. But nevertheless, this clip comes from World Press Updates from Trump. It's about 20 seconds long. I also want to congratulate Vivek because he did a hell of a job. He came from uh, zero and he's uh, got a big percent, probably 8%, almost 8%, and that's a, an amazing job. They all did. They're all very smart, very smart people, very capable people. And I got 2,000 likes, which, again, it is true for having zero political experience and just getting out there and hustling and working like hell. That's pretty damn impressive to get close to 8%. At his peak in the poll aggregator, he got up to 11, I believe, 11, 11.5% specifically. I know for sure it was 11 point something. And again, granted, he does have a fair amount of resources. You could debate if he should have spent more of his money on it. But, I mean, he spent a lot less than Ron and Nikki. And, I mean, in some of these polls, he was beating them. And in some where he was losing, it wasn't by all that much. So it is pretty impressive. We'll do one more. One more comes from The Persistence, and they say, quote, Thank you for bringing positive energy, new ideas, and for teaching us how to bring more people into the Republican Party. Your family, team, supporters should be very proud of the campaign you've ran. It made a difference. Love is a verb that you and you exemplify that, unquote. That got 9.8 thousand likes. And I can't help but think, I mean, I'm scrolling down more and more. There, I mean, a lot of these are getting thousands of thousands of likes. I mean, Shay Ritchie says, quote, class act. We need more people like you. You have, you have a bright future, my friend. I quote, getting 7.6 thousand likes. And I think that's very true. I mean, you look at all the comments, an, and we've seen this theme for months, an overwhelming amount of people kept saying, I would vote for you if Trump wasn't running. So I think there's a lot of people teeing him up for 2028. Now, granted that, in terms of politics, that's a lifetime away. A lot of things have happened between now and then. And I'd be interested to see, does Trump elect him to be V or not elect? Does he choose him to be VP? Does he give him a cabinet position? 
Would that perhaps detract from the attractiveness that some people see in Vivek in terms of being a political outsider? Well, if he's already has a position in the government, albeit if it is with Trump, would that perception of him change or would that shift some of the people who previously had support him? I'd be interested to see, but in terms of his future, I've got to say the odds for him to do something amazing as he's already successfully built billion dollar businesses. I suspect that the next chapter will be most likely extraordinarily interesting and quite successful. Now going over to the business blunder of the day, you have Drizzly to be shut down after Uber had bought the company. Now Drizzly, that little bear, it's that's not a good metaphor for a bear. It didn't eat honey, it ended up eating poisonous hamburgers. Some of that effect when it's stealing the picnic basket. Now, Uber bought the company a couple years back and apparently they're shutting it down. They did buy it for $1.1 billion. And part of that money was the intellectual property, you know, the logo and the infrastructure, the programming and all the software. But I mean, part of it is also the customers. So they're, you know, acquisition costs in that regard. And now they're shutting it down. And the whole idea of Drizzly was the idea that you can order alcohol from your phone and have it delivered. Now, in the United States, there are certain items and certain controlled substances, which traditionally you need a brick and mortar because it is a controlled substance. You need either, if it's a firearm, you need a background check, which most of them are done remote, or most of the time you need to do the 4473, which is the paperwork to buy a gun. You have to go there. <laughs> Excuse me. In terms of alcohol, you need to check your ID. And some states actually barred alcohol from being delivered. So when Drizzly came out with this app where you could buy booze from your phone if you're so inebriated or so desperate for alcohol in your life that you needed it, can't drive to the store is just too much work for you. Apparently it's a brilliant idea and they bought it for $1.1 billion with again, Uber trying to bolster their delivery systems when they bought Postmates even earlier where they could deliver food to you. So not only could you get your most likely unhealthy food, but now you can become inebriated by purchasing alcohol from them as well. And it looks like they noted that they're going to be shutting it down as they try to put it more into the corporate app of Uber Eats, which again, Postmates is another logo that they killed where they bought it. And I mean, they said you can get, Drizzly is known for having a large selection of beer, wine, and liquor. And you order it from local retailers and deliver it through the app. And let me see here. They also know that Drizzly's closure, the company said that they're trying to focus more on Uber Eats. They were pivoting to that. And they said, quote, we're grateful to the Drizzly team for their many contributions to the growth of the beverage alcohol delivery category as the original industry pioneer, unquote. It looks like, but it's one of those things where I debate how much value they really got out of it. I suppose you got customer acquisition costs, but one of the biggest values from it was also the logo, the branding. And I suppose some would argue it's just a matter of time until you integrate it. You see this with an overwhelming majority of acquisitions for most businesses. Most of the time, no matter how powerful the brand is, they usually just throw it to the, you know, throw it away like a step, like just, they just don't want it anymore, unfortunately. And there's some, been some brilliant mascots and brands that over three years have died because of acquisitions, they just didn't value it enough. And I would debate, they probably should have ran, the, ran it in parallel a little bit while longer. Now, I'm not seeing any statistics in terms of if they actually took a loss on it. Because again, I wonder how many customers do they really gain and how much do they really gain in terms of software? When again, the mechanism for buying the alcohol is very similar to just the food, it's just a different category. So I don't suspect they gain much intellectual property in terms of having the same thing for restaurants, but now just for the beer and alcohol beverage community. Perhaps there's some de facto permits that they got or in terms of 
they had some relationships that were solidified already, so they had to worry about, you know, getting those relationships going with the distributors and the with the alcohol and all the, you know, booze stores. But again, to have to pay one point one billion dollars for it and out of curiosity, let's go look at the Uber stock to see how much did this affect their stock? Or the news of this affect the stock rather. And past five days. Well, pretty much none. So perhaps uh, in that regard, it's not too bad. It looks like the five-year trend for Uber Technologies is up 53.12%. Year to date, they're increased 117.98%. Or sorry, past year. Year to date, they're up 9.3%. Past six months, they're up 39.86%. One month, they're 3.11% increased. Five-day increased by 8.82%, which... Hindsight's always 2020. That company is losing money for years. And a lot of people didn't think they were going to make it. But truth be told, they, I believe it was two or three years ago, they made their first profit. And they're doing pretty darn good. Now, granted, investing, hindsight's always 2020. That's why I don't give financial advice. The only advice I usually give is invest in yourself. You know, start a hobby, maybe start your own business. If you feel so inclined, just know it's going to be tough times. But eventually, if you work hard enough in life, with many things, you will be successful. So it'll be interesting to see. If anyone tries to, re if they try to resell the intellectual, pro intellectual property, like the logo, but I mean, to buy all that, I really don't think they got much value out of it. I mean, maybe they got the customer acquisition costs. I think you always have to debate that the same customers are already people that are already, if they were buying alcohol remotely, they're probably already having food delivered to them. So let me know in the comments. I just feel forever a $1.1 billion acquisition and now they're just shutting it down. It just, they maybe got a couple of customers out of it, but the brand they didn't really value because the brand is gone. The infrastructure is going to be gone because that's going to be, again, migrated to the main app, which is already around. They're just adding an extra plug-in or light item for the booze, I suppose. But all that being said, I can't help but think that is just the certainly the business blunder of the day. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to tune in today. Again, I'm trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of January. So click that button. I would greatly appreciate it. Also, leave me a comment and a like or even a thumbs down. is a great way to give me some additional feedback. Let me know how I can make the show better and better. Lastly, don't forget to take time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe, fight the good fight.